Hey, did you see that game last weekend? It was crazy. Actually, we were there. Wait, like in person? How'd you swing that? Allegiant had a super affordable nonstop flight out there. With how low the airfare was, buying tickets to the game was a no-brainer. Hold my beer. I'm going to Allegiant.com right now. Allegiant, the official airline of the Las Vegas Raiders. Experience the game you love at Allegiant Stadium. Visit Allegiant.com slash Raiders to book your flight, game tickets, and hotel all in one place. Welcome to the Raiders Press Pass, your credential to all things silver and black. Well, after watching the tape, um, the, you know, I think the effort and the uh, the way the guys competed uh, throughout the whole entirety of the game uh, stood out. Uh, we, we certainly... Uh, we're far from perfect uh, in all three phases, so um, still a lot to learn from, a lot to improve on. Um, I think that's the the great part is you know you battle and fight and um, scratch and claw and, and come away with a victory in a tough place to play against a good team that's really well coached and uh, still there's a lot of things we can improve on and get better from. So um, just you know I think it's uh, our guys have. Really kind of, I think, figuring out kind of how they need to play together in all three phases. Um, you know, we you know, we had some complimentary football swings there where we did some good things together. And then uh, we also did some things where we put the other side in a disadvantage. So um, there's, there's some things to learn from there as, as well. But when we play well together in all three phases, we really try to, you know, give ourselves an advantage as best we can. And... Um, there were some good situations there yesterday that came up. So, um, guys are in the day off, and um, you know we'll get obviously get rolling here on the Chargers. <clears throat> Josh, you've been around a long time, and since you got here, you've talked about building a culture and building a long-term plan. When things were not going good, when you weren't winning, not one player on or off the record threw you under the bus. Mm-hmm. They got mad at themselves, each other, but not you. To see the way they've kept fighting and have stuck to your process. Mm-hmm. I know you're disappointed in the record, but how proud are you of the progress? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think the part of the process, we've talked about this, part of the process is how you handle adversity. And I think it's probably one of the things that I've matured in the most uh, over over many, many years of either doing it myself or having to do it myself or seeing it done by someone else. Um, is just understanding how you have to respond to that and what you need to say and how you need to act in the moment. Um, I think our, I've said this to you guys a number of times, the temperature inside the building never really changed. You know, we just continued to be consistent and, and, you know, I think that's the way to do it. You know, um, you know, there's issue every, every, we've talked about this too. There's a lot of imperfections in football. Uh, nobody plays a perfect game. So there's a lot to learn from whether you win or lose. And so we've just tried to stay true to that, understand what we can do better. Um, I think the honest, open communication and dialogue with the players has been well received. Um, we don't blame anybody. Uh, there's just there's just a win or improve. You know what I mean? And so that's kind of how we've uh, approached this whole year, every week, every day. 
um, from from phase one in the spring till now, you know, and so uh, that won't change on Wednesday of this week, you know. So um, we win, we can still find things to do better, um, and if we do more of those things better, I think we've we've learned that we'll have more success, and I think our team has responded well to that. After the game, Derek, I don't know if you saw this quote, but talked about the win in week eleven is really what allowed them to win in week twelve. Is that part of you talking about the learning how to win? Yeah, I think, I think you know, it's kind of like anything you do. Um, you're in a tight game at the end, and once you realize, that, you know, we can do this, you know, we need to make some really good plays, and we trust each other, and you trust the guys on either side of you uh, to do their job under pressure um, in an environment that, you know, it's not a home game, you know. So both of these have been on the road, and I think we learned something in Denver uh, about the way we needed to play under pressure, um, you know, and perform it, that we could do it, you know. And sometimes uh, you need a few of those things to happen to just give you the confidence to go back and repeat that same type of success somewhere else. And um, I'm sure that's what he was referring to. But um, I thought our team in general yesterday, even though we lost the lead a couple times and then came back, we never there was never a feeling on the sideline like we lost control of the game. Like we were in the game the whole time. We knew we were in the game. And um, I just think we there was some ebbs and flows that we had to deal with. But I, I loved the, the energy on our sideline. There was no, like, you know, there wasn't any panic or frustration. It was just keep playing and trying to fix some things that were wrong. And um, I, thought, I thought they did a really good job of staying like this the whole game. How important was it that you got uh, pressure from the interior, you know, uh, Bilal Nichols and Andrew Billings, and do you know the health of Billings? Um, I think it'll be okay. I think it'll be okay. He got banged up on the leg, but uh, nothing structural. Um, I think that, you know, we, we kind of talked a lot last week about the, the pressure in the middle was really going to be important for us in general. And I thought, uh, you know, JT and, and Billings and Nickel, I mean, they all kind of showed up at one point or another um, in the pass rush. And so, you know, everybody focuses so much on our two ends, you know, and deservedly so. But I think the the inside guys being able to create some pressure or even the the wall that's built inside so that the quarterback can't go forward and then get out of the way from the two ends, I think it all kind of plays together. And as I said before, those guys are all learning how to play with one another, you know, whether it's a the, the four of them in a pass rush or a game on one side or another. That's something that we keep working on because I think we can make progress in that area. Again, JT's only been been here a couple of weeks, and you know, so he working with whether it's Chandler or Max on the edge or Clee, um, you know, being able to, to operate in those types of situations is important. But it definitely showed up on the film when we got middle pressure on him. Those are some of our best plays. Those last two defensive uh, drives, you know, in regulation and in overtime. What do you think were some of the key factors in really getting the Seahawks like off the field? You know that you really were proud of. Yeah, I mean we had to tighten the coverage down. You know what I mean? I mean those situations are are ones where you know if you give up too much, you know you're gonna you're gonna give up points. You know a field goal would have won the game. You know potentially, and so um, you know I thought our guys really did a good job of trying to get on them tight. I thought the rush was. Um, you know, was was really as good as we we could ask for it to be under pressure. Uh, Max obviously stood up, you know, in the in the big situations, which um, you know that's that's what you know you need your best players to do. And uh, thought he really did a good job. They were trying to chip him a little bit, and he still worked around that, and navigated that too. So I think anytime you're in that type of a situation, it kind of is 
the rush has to give the coverage an opportunity and the coverage has to give the rush an opportunity. It can't be one or the other. You know, if the coverage is too soft, the ball's out, the rush never gets there and vice versa. So I thought we played pretty good complementary defense. You mentioned far from, far from perfect, uh, but being able to win these close games and being able to learn while winning, yeah. how much better is it compared to the beginning of the season with the heartbreak defeats and does it help to trust the process that you guys are putting into it? Yeah, I mean... I think you just, you know, look, everybody wants the results, you know, and sometimes it gets challenging to um, continue to just, you know, like I've said, drip water on the rock here and, and hope something sprouts. And I think that, you know, we're, we're continuing to improve in small areas, you know, um, our field goal protection, you know, our kickoff coverage or, you know, there's a lot of little things here and there that um, that we're doing a little bit better and that, that are making a, a difference as the game goes along, you know, so. Um, and as the season progresses, the more of those things that you can improve on, the more the results will change just without you focusing on the result. You know what I mean? You're focusing on the little things that you can control. So um, obviously it tastes better when you win, you know, to, to listen and learn and correct things. Um, I think we're all, we're all human. Uh, we, we, we'd rather win and learn from that than lose. But um, uh, again, I think some of the biggest lessons we've learned have come from the games that we haven't been able to finish. And so maybe the last two games, there's been some winning done because of some of the things that we lose, that we learned when we lost a few games like that. Was DC being banged up in the first quarter factor into that fourth and inches a potential quarterback sneak, or was it just game? Um, no, I got it. You know, that's a we had multiple calls there, but I, you know, it was a it was a kind of a pick your poison kind of deal whether you wanted to go inside or outside and uh, I got to do a better job on that but no I, I I think he would tell you he would he would go inside you know that wouldn't have been an issue um, you know like I said he got got the kind of the wind knocked out of him there but I think he'll, he he would have been fine doing it. Josh, I, your resume speaks for itself, so I'm not calling out. I want to learn how you think if you don't mind. Take us to when you kick the field goal. I think there was 15 seconds. You could have taken a shot for a touchdown. Mm -hmm. Can you, again, your resume speaks for itself, but yeah. I want to learn how you think. Yeah. Can you talk, take us through that sure. process, please? I think we got the ball with, um, I don't know, a little over five minutes to go in the second quarter. And, um, you know, some teams have a philosophy. They just, you know, just play offense. Some teams uh, want to try to secure the last possession of the, of the quarter, if you could. Um, we we happened to make that decision, and we wanted to try to go ahead and finish uh, the half with the ball and try to score some points. Um, that particular scenario, when we use our last timeout, I want to say it was 14 seconds. Okay, so it's 14 seconds. Um, actually, it was 21 seconds. I think he scrambled, right? Uh, so it's 14 seconds, and we're at the 13 or 14 yard line. Um, no timeouts. So. It, you're, you're really if you throw it short there's really no change in the accuracy of the field goal so throwing it short underneath would have done nothing other than force us into a scramble situation to try to clock the ball to give Daniel the same opportunity to kick it if so if that decision's out of the way which it was um, you have one other choice which is to throw it to the end zone we attempted that on first down they covered it decent. They were back there. They knew that, you know, that it's really throw it in the end zone or kick a field goal uh, type of scenario. And with 14 seconds left, I just felt like, you know, we could take a shot here and throw one up for grabs. Um, 
there's not a, a multitude of plays that I love from the 15-yard line when the defense knows the ball's going into the end zone and all their eyes are going to be on the passer. And so, you know, if something happens in the pass rush and you give up a sack, half ends. If you throw the ball up for grabs and somebody on their team ends up coming down with it, half ends, you have no points. So I really just made the decision that I felt like, you know, let's just take the three now. Um, it's probably the most likely scenario anyhow. Um, I would say across the National Football League, you know, there's not many where you're going to throw it in the end zone from the 15 there, um, and the defense is going to give it up. So, um, you know, that's a decision I made. That's why I made it. <clears throat> was, there a, was there a moment, like a practice or a meeting or anything like that, where you felt things kind of turned for you guys the last couple of weeks where you kind of noticed that the team was locked in or kind of turning a corner? Nope. Nope. I mean, honestly, I – I don't, I don't notice any – I mean, I really don't notice any difference relative to our day-to-day -day approach. Um, and that's – like I said, that's a, um, a compliment to the guys. Um, it's a long season. We've said that out loud and we've said it in the, internally. Like, you're going to go through some of these ups and downs. And the fact that we won two doesn't mean anything for this coming week either. You know, um, I don't think – I think you, you are in control of what you do each day. You're not necessarily in control of streaks or, you know, we can't control the next three games we, just as much as we couldn't control the last seven. Um, so we just we just stick to it, you know, stick to it and keep trying to get better. And uh, I think the attitude and approach, the energy has been really good um, despite whatever the record is and all the rest of it. We don't – I don't think we've worried about that too much, you know, and uh, right now we're – we're 0-0 this week, and so that's kind of been our mentality, you know, the entire season, and our guys have really worked that way all year. It's pretty early in the week, but Nate Hobbs, what have you seen since being putting him in that 21-day window? Yeah. Do you think he can be back? He got ill. I mean, he got sick, so there really wasn't anything we could control. So I just didn't feel comfortable, um, you know, bringing him up and playing him without having the opportunity to practice. You know, he hadn't practiced in six, five or six weeks now. And the plan was for him to practice last week. He took part in the Wednesday walkthrough last week and then was sick. And so we really didn't have the opportunity to practice him on Thursday or Friday. So um, to play him into those situa under those circumstances, I didn't feel comfortable with it. So hopefully uh, we'll be able to turn the corner out this week. <clears throat> you mentioned following the game, Josh Jacobs is a football player. But, you know, to be able to put his body through what he's putting it through and, and leading the team like he is, what does it just tell you about the, the man and the leader that he is? Yeah, a lot. Um, you know, he cares about winning. He's very unselfish. Um, he'll do whatever we ask him to do. Um, like I said, I've said this many times, he practices great. Uh, mo most, I would say this, uh, the great players that I've been around, you know, they're they're that way for a reason. And they love football. Um, they study it. They prepare hard. They practice like they're playing. Um, and they're durable. They're out there every day. Um, they're available for their team. And, I mean, that's what, that's what this guy is, you know. And he's tough as they come. Uh, takes a lot of hits, keep, keeps coming, plays his best in the second half uh, almost, almost every week. Um, so there's, like I said, I'm running out of terms here. But um, when you describe somebody as a football player, I mean, that's what he is, um, you know, and, and so uh, he knows how I feel about him. Sasha, sort of going back to what Adam asked you a couple of weeks ago with, with Derek Carr and Devontae being emotional after that Colts game, was that kind of a rallying point? Did they step in that situation and really keep the team together? 
if it was, maybe we should have done it earlier, huh? <laughs> no, I, I don't, I don't know. Um, I, like I said, I don't really get into much of, of like analyzing, you know, one thing or another that triggered anything. I, I don't really know that anything has changed other than, um, again, we've, we've earned the results we've received the last two weeks. Um, you know, but I think we all, we all know that we could have earned some different results, you know, earlier in the season had we done a few more things right uh, during the course of the year. So um, there's nothing we can do about the stuff that we've already done. Um, we know we can control what we can control today and moving forward this week. And I, like I said, I think our players' approach has been very consistent, and I don't expect that to change. You know, we've got great leadership, and those guys have really done a good job of preparing hard and, and getting our guys to practice the way we need to practice. Um, we were in pads on Thanksgiving, you know, and our, our guys had a great attitude and mindset about that, you know. And so um, just really they, they deserve the credit for continuing to push through it and prepare hard and, and um, you know, and play the game the way they needed to play it to win it. Time for one more, Adam. Well, there, excuse me, there was a strange moment yesterday when it appeared one of the Seahawks players joined the play from the bench. I mean, have you seen that happen before? And I guess it didn't matter to the play necessarily in the end, but – how, how does, I guess, does the league talk to you guys and say, sorry, we missed that? Or how does, how does that kind of work? We're the Raiders. I mean, <laughs> I just, I, it, you know, um, yes, I saw the play. Um, no, I've never seen anything like that before. Um, I mean, <clears throat> I think he went out there to, like, celebrate. Yeah. And then he ended up making a couple blocks there to try to help his buddy. You know, um, yeah, they, they missed the call. Um, clearly, uh, that that should have been a penalty, um, but I'll leave that at that. So what did you guys find it out? is what it is. Huh? What did you guys find out about it in game or? Oh yeah, we saw. I saw it right when it happened. You know, I think our, our all of our offensive players came over and said the same thing. Like fifty-two wasn't even on the field. Was that, was that your Where the Raiders moment, though? Was that, was that it? I've had multiple of those. <laughs> I've had multiple. I'm aware of the last 20 years relative to the statistics. Um, so we'll see if we can change that a little bit. Thanks a lot. Thanks for listening to the Raiders Press Pass. For all things silver and black, download the Raiders app and visit Raiders.com. Hi, I'm Renee Summerauer, digital news anchor here at 7 at 7. Watch our streaming nonstop newscast immediately with your mobile phone. 7 at 7 is the new way for you to get every bit of local news you need in just seven minutes. Breaking news, local neighborhood news, weather, and sports are just a click away. Reporters bring you all of what's happening in the Valley. From Roku, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, YouTube, and more get every bit of local news you need from the rjnlvrj.com.